All right, thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, we, we got a lot of ground to cover today. I mean, a real lot of ground to cover. Um, no surprise, uh, as we had been anticipating, waiting for all day, the Jack Smith announcement. Uh, that's not the problem for Jack Smith. The problem is uh, he didn't really put forward a strong case. Now, he does have one big advantage, and that big advantage is that the venue is in Washington, D.C., not exactly kind of like New York and Fulton County, Georgia, not exactly conservative-friendly or Republican-friendly territory. Um, but that's pretty interesting. Anyway, so the, you know, we also have, you know, corruption, bribery, allegation scandals uh, swirling around the president of the United States. Now, I, I, we, I put together somebody, so I, I don't know who to attribute this to because I got it from somebody on my team that apparently wrote it down from some Twitter person, printed it. Whoever that person is, great research. Then we, we went back and we researched it ourselves. And it is interesting that the timing of a lot of what we learn about the Bidens and when it happens, you know, maybe you think this is just a coincidence, but if you go back to June 7th, that's when the FBI finally gave that 1023 form that was devastating. That's the one that made the allegation that Joe Biden as vice president took specific actions that helped in the end enrich his own family. We now know that to be the 1023 form with a very credible FBI informant interviewing the CEO of Burisma Holdings. And in that interview, quoting the CEO of Burisma, saying that he thought that Hunter Biden was stupid and that his dog was smarter than Hunter Biden, how he didn't want to pay any money to the Bidens, but he had no choice. He had to. Uh, this was the one that said that you know, five million to one Biden, five million to another Biden. And by the way, it'll take people 10 years to figure out how that money was handed down. Um, anyway, so that happened on June 7th of this year, the very next day. Oh, what a surprise. The DOJ uh, and the special counsel indicts Donald Trump in the Mar-a-Lago documents case. All right, let's let's get that big story out of the headlines and let's move back to where we always want to be. And that's 24-7, 365, Trump, 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 Trump. Then we have, I know it's probably just a mere coincidence. It was the next day, right? And then on July 26, Hunter Biden's unprecedented sweetheart deal which we've gone into in great length and, and great specificity uh, about how the Biden Department of Justice basically gave Hunter a get-out-of-jail-free card on any future indictments, and they tried to sneak it in the back door of that deal. And thankfully, the judge in Delaware was able to say, excuse me one moment, let me, let me, uh, let me dig a little deeper into this. And when they did, well, what did we learn? We learned that... Uh, that never happens, but that's what they tried to do. The next day, July 27th, uh, the special counsel adds even more charges for Donald Trump in the Mar-a-Lago case, superseding indictments in that case. Three more. I'm sure a coincidence, right? Then we have July 31st. That was two days ago. Hunter Biden's former business partner testifies before Congress. Uh, Joe Biden was on over 20 plus phone calls and in-person meetings with his son's foreign business partners, which, of course, contradicted Joe Biden's big lie as both a candidate 
and a president that he never, you know, remember, he said over and over again, I never one time ever spoke to my son. This is a direct quote or my brother or anybody for that matter about their foreign business dealings. We actually have been playing a short version of Joe Biden, the candidate saying it. Now we have a longer version. I'll play it later in the program of Joe Biden as a candidate and as a president. He was asked many times, do you still stand by your position that you never once spoke to Hunter about his foreign business dealings? And we know that was nothing but a big lie. And because that was unraveling in the last two weeks, that evolved into we stand by our position that Joe Biden was never in business with Hunter Biden. No, that's not what Joe was saying as a candidate and not what Joe was saying up until two weeks ago. He kept saying when asked that he never spoke to his son or a brother or anybody for that matter about these foreign business deals. And and so that got blown out of the water. But anyway, so you have the sweetheart deal on July 26th, the next day. Then we have the more charges in the Mar-a-Lago case, the superseding indictments. And two days ago, Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer, testifies before Congress that Joe Biden was on over 20 calls and in-person meetings with his son's foreign business partners, contradicting Joe's big lie as both the candidate and president that he never once ever talked to his son, brother, or anyone for that matter. Now, this included Burisma executives. Now, what did we learn from Devin Archer? We learned that Joe Biden often called in. So this, you know, on on top of everything, you got to pause here. If Donald Trump told such a spectacular lie repeatedly to the media mob in the country, uh, just on that lie being exposed, that would be a big deal. But because it's not Donald Trump, your abusively corrupt and biased news media mob has no interest in, re- in reporting this story the way they should. And and so they're letting Joe get away with the big lie. Oh, Donald Trump, the big lie. Well, you know, and that's part of the indictment yesterday, and we'll get into that in a second, that they actually think that Donald Trump, he knew, he knew that what he was saying isn't true. Uh, I would bet any amount of money, if there was a bet in a lie detector test, uh, having interviewed Donald Trump as much as I have, I can tell you right now, He'd take a lie detector test and you ask him if he believes that the election was rigged, stolen, any words that he's used, he's going to pass that test with flying colors because for him, it was real. Well, there were people that were telling him that it wasn't true. Yeah. And there was a bunch of other people telling him it was. And some people I wish he didn't listen to because I thought some of them went, you know, way out of bounds. But that was my humble opinion. Anyway, um, but that's neither here nor there. You know, then we've got the, the, the big bombshell from Devin Archer this week is that they were pressuring Joe Biden. They needed desperately to get in touch with Joe Biden. Desperately. And D.C. is the way they call it. We need help from D.C. What was the help when they were in... Where were they in Dubai in December of 2015, December 4th to be the to give you the exact date. And anyway, Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, the the head of Burisma and other another top executive. They have a meeting and they meet later for drinks. 
And during that time, they called Joe Biden and tell that because they needed to. What was the what was the ask? What was the need to get in touch with D.C. for? Because they needed to get rid of the prosecutor that was investigating Burisma that even Devin Archer acknowledged would have bankrupted the company and destroyed their business. That also means that they wouldn't have had the money to continue to pay the Biden family syndicate. And that set in motion that Joe Biden call in basically was Hunter's reassurance to them that he's on it. And sure enough, he goes a few days later to Ukraine and the process begins, culminating in Joe saying you're not getting a billion dollars until you fire the prosecutor. That prosecutor was investigating Burisma Holdings and Joe Biden's son, Hunter. So the allegation in the 1023 form that the FBI never wanted to hand over uh, is that, in fact, Joe Biden took, according to the CEO of Burisma, actually at, at, at the time, uh, and the owner of Burisma, Lauren Ch- Lozensky, whatever his name is, um, that they, in fact, wanted Joe Biden's involvement, that they had to pay the Biden family and that they were putting pressure for Joe to get in touch with D.C. We need Joe's help, needs Joe's help. And son of a bee, Joe leverages a billion dollars, gives him six hours to fire a prosecutor. The prosecutor's fired. Hunter Biden continues to enrich himself. Now, now you know why it's a Joe Biden bribery scandal allegation that is coming to life every day. And it's only going to get worse for them. So as, you know, all of the, you know, discussion and, you know, all right, what are we talking about with Donald Trump? We're talking about a document issue. Well, Hillary Clinton has a document issue, didn't she? She had top secret classified information more than Donald Trump had at Mar-a-Lago. And and no reasonable prosecutor will prosecute that. Well, they're talking about Donald Trump maybe asking for surveillance tapes deleted. He's claiming nothing was deleted and everything was handed over to the special counsel. Time will tell. One of them is telling the truth and one isn't because uh, I don't think there's any middle ground there. Anyway, so uh, but Hillary Clinton deleted 33,000 subpoenaed emails and washed her servers and, and and her hard drives with bleach bit, not with like a cloth, like a cloth. No, with bleach bit. We had never heard of it. Destroyed devices. Okay, Joe Biden has a, a top secret classified information issue himself. Chappaqua never got raided. The Clinton offices never got raided. The four locations where they found top secret classified information for Joe Biden, they never got raided. We never hear about the special counsel looking into Joe Biden's top secret classified document issues. Never hear a peep out of that guy. So now we've got is, you know, and by the way, I'm, I'm being told by my pollster friends, they'll join us later in the program, uh, snap poll Donald Trump's approval ratings in light of what is happening this week. They're going up again. Every time they do this, what a phenomenon this is. It's, it's not something, it kind of defies gravity in the sense, political gravity. But you have Joe Biden's Department of Justice, part of the executive branch, run by Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland signed off on this entire charade. In other words, you know, it's now America has gone full banana republic. And Garland and the other Democrats of the DDOJ, they want to put Joe Biden's chief political opponent uh, in the lead up to an election in a jail cell and, and let him rot there for the rest of his life 
while they continue, as we learn from IRS whistleblowers and, and we learn from others, while they're protecting the big guy from all the legitimate and real legal scrutiny over a bribery charge. Now, what do you think's, you know, all three, Biden, Clinton, and, and Trump, have document issues with top secret classified information. Really? They want to go after Stormy Daniels? Really? They want to take one line out of what, what was a long phone call in Fulton County, Georgia, and turn that into, what, a racketeering and a RICO case? Uh, they want to say that Donald Trump, you know, because he spoke his mind and had a, a viewpoint that maybe some people didn't like, that Donald Trump should be arrested for the events on January 6th, but actually ignore his real words. Many of you will peacefully, patriotically now march to the Capitol so your voices will be heard. And never and never getting to the real heart of how January 6th was unfolding, which was, in fact, oh, this is great. I really like this. I wasn't there. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, which is that they had actionable intelligence in the weeks and days leading up to January 6th. And, and no action was taken by Nancy Pelosi, Muriel Bowser, Chuck Schumer, or anybody. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program.